Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unqualified Therapist. We have a very special guest today, and we have been bringing you some real amazing people, and um, we are just so excited that we have another one here. So, yes, Sarah's gonna we're super her. stoked. Yeah, so today we're going to get to talk to Eugenia Davis, and she is the owner of a company called Diamonds Glaze, and it is a lip line, so it's got lip glosses and lipsticks, and I was looking at all of them, and I was like, yes, I need that. Um, I'm like super excited about this Chili Mauve uh, shade that I, I know, got I in my like, cart. I know, I was like, we should have probably tried it first before we did this, yes. so just tell everyone how amazing it is, but we'll try it, and we'll tell you. For sure, yeah, and um, I'm just going to like, you know, real quick plug it for a minute, because I'm really excited about it because it's vegan. Um, and, but number one for me is that it's gluten-free because I have a gluten intolerance. So that's like, I'm always looking for lipsticks that are gluten-free. So it's sometimes it's really hard to find. So I'm so super excited about that. Anyway, <laughs> um, Eugenia was kind of at a crossroads with her business and wanted to get more of a grasp on like what was going on there. Um, and so she took that step and started going to therapy and, um, has written this book, uh, called therapy Save my business. And that of course, for Amy and I was like, Ooh, yes, we need to hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we're real thankful to be talking to our author and entrepreneur, Eugenia Davis today. Hi, how Hello. are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. How are y'all doing today? We're, we're, we're here. We're here. <laughs> It is a rainy, 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 gray Pittsburgh day, but we're surviving. Yes, that's like the the norm in Pittsburgh. How is it yeah. in Dallas? You or know, is that where you are? Yes, I'm in Dallas. Okay. We had some really bad storms last night. There was a couple of tornadoes touched down, but you know, I mean, we're in Texas, so we're back, you know, in the swing of things the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! If we had a tornado here, we'd be like shut down for yeah a year. Oh no! Here they're like a tornado's coming. We like all right, let's go out on the porch, guys, and see. <laughs> we're like out there to watch. <laughs> Storm chasing. Oh my. No, I'd be like, we're all going to die. <laughs> it's funny because what you're not used to, that's what happens. Yeah. Like, you know, but yeah, I would feel the same way. I'd be like, definitely dying here. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no tornadoes for me. No, definitely not. Oh, so we're so excited to have you here. So why don't you start telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey, how you got into um, this type of business. And you can go because as far back as you want. Or, as far, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us all the things. Okay, awesome. Um, of course, my name is Eugenia Davis. I'm 32 years old. I am a mom of three. I am a three girls, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I'm God a bless Dallas you. I know, right? <laughs> and um, honestly, like what got me here, you know, I was just interested in business. My grandmother uh, ran a telemarketing center here in Dallas. She ran Avon uh, back in the day on Wall Street in New York City. Whoa. Yeah. I saw that she was an entrepreneur. I didn't know that. Holy yes. cow. Yes. Yeah. So it's like something that's in my blood. My my dad was an attorney. Um, so just being an entrepreneur was something important to me. And of course, you know, you go through your phases of, you know, let me do this. Uh, let me try this. And it was kind of like having to narrow down exactly what it was that I wanted to do. And mm -hmm. um, honestly, what got me into the lipstick line and lip gloss line is because I didn't start wearing lipstick till I was 26. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was oh, wow. That... Whoa. <laughs> I wow. feel like I was like born with red lipstick on. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> Yeah, I was at work one day and everybody was like, oh, this is my favorite lipstick. This is my favorite color. And he's like, what's yours? And I was like, I don't wear lipstick. And everybody's like, oh, you don't wear lipstick? And I was like, no, I don't wear lipstick. <laughs> They're like, for shame. Yeah. They was like, no, we got to get you some right now. And there was a yeah. lady at my job who uh, worked part-time <laughs> at a beauty store. And they was like, where is she? Where is she? We got to get her some lipstick today. And so I just, we they started playing with, you know, lipsticks at work. And I was like, I do look good. I like this. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I look what's missing. It. <laughs> so that's how I kind of got started into the lipstick line. Of course, uh, making sure that my line was uh, vegan, cruelty free, gluten free. That was something that was very important to me. Um, I do have family members who do have gluten allergies and things like that. And I do know how hard it is to find products. And I mean, let alone, I mean, now it's a lot better. But throughout times, I mean, even going out to eat was a challenge, you know, um, having a gluten allergy. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of stuff was just very important to me um, when starting a business. And kind of what got me to my book is I was at a crossroad because I'm like, man, you know, I've had a few businesses. It's not working out. What is going on? Like, what's going on here? And I just something one day was like, hey, you need to try therapy. And I didn't think mm-hmm. therapy would go hand in hand with business. But I mean, when the most important asset to the company is a problem. <laughs> yeah. Just- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of. I love that saying. That's a great saying. <laughs> so what, um, I mean, and you can share as little or as much as you'd like. Uh, we are pretty, <laughs> pretty open on here. So we've, we've shared all kinds of stuff, awesome. um, in terms of our like, uh, mental health journeys. But, um, what was it that was holding you back when you got into therapy? What, what kind of things did you learn that really helped you to succeed in your business? What I learned was that my, I really, I didn't realize that a lot of my um, emotional identity came from my mom. Mm. And so I was kind of reenacting a lot of my childhood trauma and just things that I grew up seeing and, you know, just different relationships, how to handle situations. And it really dawned on me, uh, sorry, mom, but (laughs) it dawned on me that, you know, my mom wasn't really consistent in a lot of things. And I yeah. had to figure out why am I not being consistent? What's keeping me from being consistent? Because if you're going to start something, I mean, the point is to see it through, you know? Right. So that was, that was something I really found out in therapy. And I really, you know, had to understand that my problem was my self-esteem. Mm. I, yeah, that was a that was a big thing for me. My self-esteem just wasn't where it needed to be when it came to believing in myself to push myself because a lot of entrepreneurs don't talk about how lonely it gets sometimes. Like you're yeah. going crazy, you're working hard, and you know, everybody's like, Hey, you know, we're out hanging out. What are you doing? And you're like, Yeah, getting things together, yeah. trying to you yeah. know, do a business. I'm still working. <laughs> Right. Exactly. It's really hard if you're a full time worker Mm -hmm. and you're trying to get your business to the point where you can be a full time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. It's emotionally taxing. And it's just something we don't talk about enough, um, in my opinion, Um, just because, you know, as an entrepreneur, everybody wants to be like, yeah, you know, I'm getting there. You know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm knocking out goals and things like that. But we don't talk about how tired we are, how we need more Mm -hmm. hours in the day. How we wish we could hire like a staff of ten tonight. Yes. We say that we yes. say that every we say day, it all the time. <laughs> like we need a full staff. Why right. it, it gets yeah. very challenging? So they would you have know, to work go on volunteer basis. Yes, <laughs> right. Any interns, please? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apply here. Yeah, <laughs> you want to gain some experience. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that that definitely that's what I really had to come. In, in in therapy was learning that I needed to believe in myself and figuring out why I didn't feel like I was confident enough or, you know, believed in myself the way I did. And mm-hmm. um, my dad is Nigerian. So there's a lot of pressure. 
there's a lot of pressure, you know, you know, having a dad from another country and, you know, expectations and things like that. So I think the hardest thing on my dad is when I was like, I think I want to quit college. And my oh, family was like, oh yeah. my God. Oh. She said, yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, Dad, I don't think I want to do this. Like, no. So, yeah, just had to really learn to build confidence in myself and believe in myself and, and get those roadblocks out the way for me to get to the next level in my business and personal life. Did you yeah. feel like like they had a place that they expected you to go? Like a, like the way that your life would play out? Your- Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you when you have parents, especially coming from family members who were successful, you know, like I said, my dad was an attorney here in the state of Texas for quite some time. So it was this very high level of expectation. And when you don't feel like you're meeting that expectation, mm-hmm. it's just like you kind of self-destruct. You know, you, you know, you just start mm-hmm. judging yourself. You start, you know, feeling like, you know, what is it about me? Why can't I do this? You know, why can't I do that? And my, you know, my younger siblings, they're like, oh, I can't wait to go to college. I can't wait to graduate. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rub it in. Right, right. Well, so with your father coming from another country and working here in the U.S. like that and just building, like he he built himself up. He has, you know, this, he, he has supported his family and it's like the, the he achieved the American dream. Yeah. So I can definitely see how you would be like, oh, dear God, <laughs> like you would exactly. put the weight of the world on my shoulders. Like, oh my gosh. So how did you find like the freedom to, to say like, okay, this is what I want to do. So I'm going for it and I'm going to do it. Um, it was really my grandmother, my grandmother. She, I would talk to her. Um, and she was like, you need to talk to your parents. You know, I'll talk to your parents and they need to understand that, you know, you are who you are. You have your own paths, you have your own dreams and you have your own goals. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can't fit yourself into someone's image. And, you know, she was like, you know, they want the best for you. They want you to have a great life. However, you know, you can't, it just doesn't always work that way. So I had to build the courage to really talk mm-hmm. to my parents about that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was very, very, very hard because, you know, I didn't want to feel like I was disappointing my dad yeah. or disappointing my mom. And that was such, you know, very heavy on me. And I think what set, well, I don't know. It's not what I think. I know what set me free is my dad never wanted me to feel like that I had to choose between him and what he wanted. And so knowing that, yeah, knowing that not all parents are like that, you know, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it really was. It was, it just brought a sense of comfort because, you know, in my culture, you know, there's a, right way you know doing things and so for my dad to stand up and say you know what I don't care I love you no matter what you're my child you know you're going to be great no matter what you do it just it was a huge relief you know for me but you know right I didn't work through those emotions so it wasn't until later in life you know I had to work through that because even though my dad took the pressure off of me I didn't realize I was still putting that pressure on myself Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah. So, yeah. so much sense. It does. So I, I always want to know, cause it's like right now in this point of my life, talking about therapy is like nothing. It's like, you know, I woke up this morning, I went to therapy. Like that's like the two things are so common to each other. You know, it's like nothing. But before I started going to therapy and my doctor told me I needed to go to therapy, I was like, I don't need to go to therapy. <laughs> It's like, I'm fine. Don't tell me that. I don't need that. Um, I don't even think I told you this, Amy, but I thought like I had my own like stigma around it and thought that she was basically insulting me by mm-hmm. telling me I needed to go to therapy. And so I'm just curious, like, did you have any hangups about going? Because, and I want like, I, I want to make sure that we specifically address this because you know, as a black woman in America, I know that there's just not a lot of focus around the black mental health care system. And I know that there's not anyone outside of your culture that can fully understand you enough to give to to 
conduct therapy, you know, besides another, um, you know, black American. So just, can you talk to us about that? And if there was like a struggle to find the right person, I know that was a lot. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought it up because it is something that's very important in, you know, the African-American community, you know, therapy is kind of like a stigma and a lot of things behind, you know, finances. It's like Mm -hmm. for a lot of African-Americans to go to therapy, that means you have money, you know, that's a luxury item. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was important for me to explain, especially during COVID. Um, I was explaining to people like, Hey, you might want to call your HR. You know, you might want to start calling around. Sometimes they have sliding scales based off of your income. Yeah. Because there, yeah. there, there was a lot of stigma around it. And it was yeah. like, you know, someone as strong as you, someone who's, you know, as mm-hmm. headstrong and just going for it, like you need therapy. And this, and I'm like, absolutely. Like, and it's like, are, did you want to kill yourself? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It doesn't have to get just to want that. To talk to somebody. <laughs> what? And I'm like, if you feel like there's somebody you need to talk to outside of the group of people that you talk to and you need some very valuable information that can help change your life, then I, I tell people, then that's a sign that, you know, you may want to look into therapy. And I really started helping to educate people around me on the affordability yes. of it. Because there there are options, especially during COVID, especially mm-hmm. during COVID. There are a lot of jobs who know that their workers are, you know, they, they're not used to being home. They're not used to being with their kids all the time. So there were companies that were like, hey, we purchased this, you know, product, you know, to help you guys out. So I was trying to do my wow. best to make you know, people aware of that because it, it is a stigma. And after like, just on my personal Facebook, I was just talking to people and people were inboxing me like, wow, you know what? I do think I need therapy. And, you know, I just don't want people to call me crazy. And I'm Mm. like, people are still calling people crazy for going to therapy in 2021 oh yeah 2020? oh yeah, yeah. you'd they be surprised you'd be it's surprised. bad in fact like the the fact that your company provided something like that is incredible because there's a lot of yeah, places it- that once they know that you've got some sort of mental health not even like issue but just like concerns or you want to talk to somebody then sometimes it's like okay that's it you've got this stigma attached to you and we're gonna you know start to beat you down. <laughs> and, and and a lot of people were, that was their fear. Like if I do go to HR, if I do bring it up, are they going to, you know, be concerned? And I was telling them like, Hey, you don't even have to go to HR. You know, if you yeah. want to contact your doctor and, you know, talk to, cause they like my regular doctor. I'm like, yes, your regular doctor can refer you yeah. to a specialist. I, when I started telling people that they have literally, it's like four or five hours a day, It's people who are on stress leave. They go to these classes and they literally help them work through their issues that they're having at work. Mm -hmm. And so when I started telling people about that, they were like, really? Like, this is real? And I'm like, yes, you know, and you can take time off of work, you know. And, and do that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people didn't even know they could take a stress leave. They didn't know that they could go to their doctor and their doctor would refer them to someone. So it was just very important for me, you know, to tell my story to help other people, you know, just understand like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, it's okay. You're, it you're helped educating me. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're educating mm-hmm. people. And I think a lot of people don't huge. know that sliding scale which is a big deal because even thinking about like whether you have insurance or don't have insurance that covers it, all you have to do is talk to the person and they have that space for those people who can't necessarily pay their hourly rate. Um, But that's not something people know. That's not advertised. So I think it's amazing that you were educating others in that realm, in that area where they don't, the information isn't just out there easy for you to grab or you wouldn't even think to look for it. Right. Exactly. Like it, and like you said, it's something as a simple conversation. And I'm like, I know personally, you don't want to walk up, you know, walk in the office like, hey, I don't have any money. You know, like <laughs> you don't want to just say, like, hey, I don't have any money. But I tell them, like, think about the benefits. Like, is this really benefiting you? You know, some I, sometimes you have to see multiple therapists. Yes. They're like, what if I don't like them? And I'm like, hey, you got to shop around. Just it's. <laughs> 
yeah, you have to shop around. I'm like, this is like any other business out there. If it does not work for you, then you have to try something else. So, you know, it's little things like that. People are so afraid and, and you're right. And I didn't forget your question. Being an African American woman, finding an African American therapist, especially one that specializes in trauma mm-hmm. is not easy. It's not easy at all. And, you know, I did have to educate people on that, helping them understand that, you know, because some people are like, well, it wasn't that bad. And I'm like, trauma is trauma. Right. Like, yeah. I had to there's no level. Yeah. But so many people think that there is a level one and a level 10. Yeah. And if I didn't reach 10, then it's not that bad. And I'm like, no, trauma is trauma, honey. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how little or how great it impacted you. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you got to work through that. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. Um, because there are people that are like, oh, well, you know, your story is just so much worse than mine. And I'm like, we're like, no, yeah, <laughs> no one's story is worse than, than someone else's. It's that if you experience the trauma and it traumatized you, then it's a traumatic experience. Then that and, is trauma that you've right. experienced. And I think people don't always realize that it's trauma, whatever the, right. the thing that's happening in their life that they don't like, or, you know, the cycle that they're on. It's not until you get into therapy that you're like, oh shit, that's what that is. That's why I'm yeah. doing these things over and over again or making these same decisions. Right. It was because of some sort of trauma. Exactly. And that was something I learned from myself in therapy because I mean, I'm just going to be honest, you know, in certain environments and you're around certain people, you believe that this is life yeah. and that's, this is just how it is. So you don't question you know, is this normal? Is this not normal when that's all you're surrounded by? Mm -hmm. And so when I started going through therapy and I started realizing that I had all these trauma bonds and I was connecting myself to people who, you know, in so many words went through similar traumas as me, it really kind of, it really shocked me because I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, like, we're all in this boat and we didn't really realize the real significance of the foundation of our friendship. Yeah. And so true. <laughs> that was <It's> really true. <laughs> yeah. That was something, you know, that was important. Sometimes I have to tell, Oh, I'm stressed out because it is, I'm like, what is the foundation of this relationship? Mm-hmm. And is it worth having? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something like, I mean, I think, that this is something that I'm just now, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 40 this year that I'm just now starting to like embrace. It's like, you know, cause you feel like, Oh, well, I've had this relationship forever. So, and this is just how it is. So that's it. Like, I'm just going to continue in this relationship and not worry about it and, you know, or continue to worry about it and have all these stressful interactions instead of saying like, is this is this really healthy for me to stay in the a relationship that's founded and and built on like gossip and talking shit on people and you know just like complaining <laughs> complaining mm-hmm. and like that's not yeah. that's not something I'm I don't I don't have time for that like I don't want to spend any of my energy on shit like that like I would rather be focusing on you know much more of like evolved things, you know, and trying to make a difference and doing things besides that. So that's a great point. Excellent. And, point. and, and, and I, the same thing, the transition you went through, I did started going through that in therapy because it's one thing people, I, I haven't really heard anybody talk about it. Um, but one thing I really don't hear people express that I do express is that when you start therapy and you start the process of healing, people don't look the same to you anymore. Yeah. yeah. They don't sound the same to you yeah. anymore. Yes. It's like you have new glasses on and you're like, wow, I really can see. This is crazy. <laughs> I always say I it's never... like you took the pill in the matrix. Like you're just like, oh, crap. <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is reality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I don't think I've ever put my finger on that. Yeah, so it's like, great to hear you say that. I just, I don't think I've ever like really thought, I mean, I've noticed where I'm just like, wow, they don't seem the same. T-. You know, it's like this, this is, seems tainted. Like talking to them now, I'm just kind of like, ugh. You know, but exactly. Yeah. And it's like, cause that, that was happening to me. And I was like, do we talk about this like all the time? And they was like, yeah, yeah. Like this is what we do. And I'm like, wait, really? Yeah. No, this isn't right. We can't keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> this 
<laughs> not right. So yeah, yeah that, but that's something I do tell people like, hey, I'm going to warn you. I don't want to scare you. But just know that your world is going to change and people are going to look different. And it's something that's another issue in itself is learning how to navigate mm-hmm. in this new world that you're healing. Yes. In. Yeah. It's, 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 it's something different. Like I've been friends with people for over a decade and I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to go to dinner with you this week. Yeah. I think I want to go with somebody else. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's really hard. It's really hard to come to that realization and it hurts. It hurts everybody. It's just you're like, but maybe you should go to therapy and you'll figure it out and then we can come back together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know, that's funny you said that because my best friend, um, she did that. She was like, we was talking about all my sessions and how I was growing and how I was learning so much. And she told me like, she started going to therapy because she was like, I just saw a different side of you. And she was like, the amount of happiness you have, the amount of joy you have. She was like, I wanted to feel that myself. And she was like, but part of me didn't want to feel like I couldn't relate to my friend anymore. Mm. Wow. So she decided to start her, you know, journey through therapy. And she's like, you know what? I'm so glad you took that leap because if you didn't, I probably wouldn't have done it myself. And she was like, my, you know, my relationship with my children is better. Like, I'm just learning so much. So, you know, sometimes, you know, it can have a trickle effect on people. And, yeah, you know, some sure. relationships, people maintain that. And they're willing to do, you know, what it takes to maintain that friendship or that relationship. Even though I don't personally require it. Um, I think my biggest problem was boundaries. That was the worst mm. issue that I had was boundaries. I think everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> but... I like what a good friend. I just feel like we have to. I don't know what what's her name. Her name is Tatiani. Tatiani, you are an amazing friend. <laughs> that is, that is somebody we need to like hold on to because like for somebody to do that and say, you know what, I want to make our friendship better. I want to understand what you're saying better, and and then taking the steps to do that. That's that's an amazing friend. Yeah, it, it really changed our friendship a lot because. You know, we grew up together. And so now it's like, you know, we're women, you know, it it just like it helped me expand my business. She was like, you know what? I just want to do more with my life. And she was like, I could just see things so much clearer. So it's just like now our friendship just has evolved to a mature level where we can just have real conversations with one another about, you know, some serious heavy topics. So she is, she's an amazing friend. I tell her, I was like, I'm going to tell people about you. You just good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That is so, so great. Um, sorry, wanted, go ahead, Eve. I was just going to ask about your journey with writing a book, how that came about and um, how you decided to share your story and kind of how you went about doing that. Because I think that it's so important to share the story so that other people can hear it and learn from it. And, you know, you do so much word of mouth, which is great. But like now that it's in a book, lots of people can see it. Yes, honestly, <sighs> I was, I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to write a book and I started writing a book and then I'll stop and then I'll start writing a book and then I'll stop. And then it wasn't until me and my friend, we were talking and she was just like, you know, I, I tell people the things that I'm learning, the things that you're learning. And she was like, you know, it's just so much to constantly have to reiterate yeah. to people. And I was like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, that's just, you know, what we do. We help people. And then, and then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to write the book. And it was very, very hard for me to write the book because I'm a very private person. Like, I don't really, you know, post my personal life on social media. Like, nobody knows what I ate for dinner last night or nothing. (laughs) So um, for me to be that vulnerable (laughs) and know so many people here in Dallas that know me, know my family. And that was another issue. You know, another thing, too, I didn't want to, you know, you know, put my family out there too. So I was like, you know what? I want to write this book. And then my family's like, about what? And I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you'll just see. <laughs> I was like, you'll just see. What are you going to say? It was, it was yeah, like, what are you going to say? Are you putting names in there? Yeah. My mom's like, do I need a lawyer? I'm like, mom. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, no. 
but it was it was very hard for me to write about certain things in a book especially about my childhood and getting my identity from my mom but honestly I would watch comedy shows while I would write my book I would do it late at night when everybody was asleep have me a glass of wine and I would just watch comedy shows while I wrote my book so when it got to the painful mm. part I could just hear it. Mm-hmm. something funny going on in the background and just laugh and kind of take my attention off and there was a few times I was like you know I don't think I'm gonna submit this book I don't think I want people to know me like that and it was like some it was just something in me told me you know what's more important you know what people think of you or helping someone mm. yeah it's more important to me and I was like you know what I closed my eyes and I was like, send. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. That's some good (laughs) advice because that's, you know, I'll tell you, Amy and I are both writing books. And for me, one of my biggest hangups is I'm like, do I want people to know this about me? Do they? But we have kind of thrown that out the window with this podcast because I feel like everybody knows like everything, every everything. single thing you could possibly. Now I'm like, Oh, it doesn't even matter. I can just write this book. It's fine. But before that I was like, Oh, I don't know. You know, just had all these hangouts. Yeah. You, you know, you know, you think that cause I mean, we, you know, we get on social media, we see all the people, the trolls and, you know, we see that kind of stuff, but the amount of, support I had even people I used to work with they was like you know you always were smiling you were so funny like I had no idea you know like that is what you were going through Mm -hmm. and they was like it changed their perception as well to just be more understanding of the people around them because they were like just a ball of fun all the time Mm -hmm. and you know we just never thought you know you were struggling so it was just a feedback really really amazed me and I think one of the most amazing things was I had a guy he was like in his late 40s I want to say and he came up to me and he was like um he's a friend of a friend and he was like you know I just want you to know I read your book and I was like okay you know thank you so much for supporting me and he was like no I read your book he's like I'm a 40 something year old man and he was like you helped me see a lot oh wow I got chills and I was like me too and I was just like, well, thank you. And I was like, well, if you, you know, just to make, cause some, I'm, I'm horrible in, you know, super serious situations. I'm like, you know, oh, you know, I appreciate that. And I was like, you know, I didn't even think my book was that good. And he just started laughing. <laughs> see, that's that self-confidence. It, there, see, there you go. I was like, I didn't even think it was. He's like, no, he's like this book you know, really was good. He's like, I asked, you know, because he have his children are older, of course. And he's like, I asked him to read the book, you know, figure out what you want to do in life. Wow. Is there something that I can help as a parent? You know, he said it made him think about his parenting, like what effect he had on his children. Mm. And I just thought that was That's amazing. Incredible. I'm like, I'm not, that is incredible. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not licensed. You know, people are like, what are your credentials? I'm like, human. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that line. I'm quoting you on that one. I love that. Works, yeah. Because, you know, we are no credentials. <laughs> quote, air quote, therapists. <laughs> we are the unqualified <laughs> therapists. It's like, Yeah. And when I heard the title of your show, I was like, this is genius. <laughs> yes. genius. I love it. Thank you. Aww. I love it. I watched the, I listened to the episode, It's Not Scarapy. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I was like, man, I, I'm going to love talking to them. I was like, I'm going to love this because I mean, everything, you know, that the questions that were asked, you know, like even from the therapist, like she was like, we're nervous too. And I'm like, you know what? I never thought about that. No, neither She's did like, we. We're people too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, crazy. we are people too. And I was like, you know what? That's so true. And, you know, I, after that, I kind of asked a couple of people, like, you know, well, if you go to a therapist, like, what would you think like would you be nervous and it's like yeah absolutely I would think like is this person judging me like this person has a career Mm -hmm. they have their Mm -hmm. stuff together and I'm like wow like we just literally take the title and we forget the whole person right the person part of it yeah Yeah. the human part of it yeah we we forget about the whole humanity part Mm -hmm. of it like we just 
focus on the title and we're just so ashamed of our issues and mm-hmm. you know hearing that from the therapist I was like you know what that's good stuff I like this show thank you oh and that's one of our like very first ones so I'm like I was just, immediately <laughs> that I was, was like, the one oh my god the sound the sound oh I <laughs> we have run into a lot of tech issues in case you get tell from listening been to evolving, us evolving yeah. evolving we're getting there we're getting there but we're, you know you just jump in and do it in the beginning because that's just what we do right yeah <laughs> figure yeah. it out as you go figure it out as we go <laughs> That's all. That's all you can. I used to do uh, YouTube videos where we would have people write in because I would have so many people telling me their business, and I'm like, oh my god, like I know people going through a similar situation. So I was like, hey, why don't you write me anonymous? You know, mm-hmm. just write your letter anonymously, and I'll make a video. It was me and my friend, and we would respond to people's situations, and you know, it kind like I don't we would. <laughs> People are like, oh my God, I saw your episode and yes, that is so true. And I'm like, hmm, okay. But the this. technical yeah. difficulty part, because we've recorded whole episodes. I'm talking about like an hour and I'm like, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> same. <laughs> Retweet where that. Yeah. Like we're same where thing. Go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like, cell phones. No. no. I had this high def camera and then like, I didn't even know certain memory cards oh. work differently. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. It's so much. So much. <laughs> it is. So I understand yeah. when you talk about the technical <laughs> thing, like, just jump into it. Cause that's what yeah. we do. We jumped into it. Our camera, yeah. our phone was all wobbly. Yeah. yeah we're like, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Have I got a microphone. Go. Plug this in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's just start talking. We know how to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So they're not worried about that. <laughs> you have mentioned um, humor a couple different times because you said you were watching like some comedy specials, and then you mentioned that some coworkers said you were funny, and you are. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Uh, so talk to us about that because we use um, humor a lot as a coping mechanism. Amy and I do. So is that something that all, you find to be helpful? And we always feel like we have to preface it because yeah. people we're like, we're think, not laughing at you. We're not, we're laughing, not laughing. Like people. I'm not making light of the situation I had. I'm just right. saying that I'm making a joke because that's just what I do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, so have you done similar things? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would tell people, people like, you know, what? you're so funny. You just come up with the, the funniest things. And I'm like, yeah, well, when you're in a lot of pain, it happens. And they're laughing. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. No, for real. Like, no, not, not, not right now. <laughs> but no, humor is a coping mechanism. And honestly, like going through therapy, you know, I see comedians different as well, because mm. even when they're telling their stories, yep talking about their past and their childhood I'm really realizing like they didn't get the proper help that they Mm -hmm. needed so learn to cope and honestly I have to say this ooh black twitter don't come to me (laughs) but as a as a black community that's what we do we laugh like we just laugh our way through the pain and so you know you see funny tweets and just you know all this and I'm like man I bet you they're probably going through so much at that house but they are funny but humor is definitely something I hide nervousness behind humor Mm -hmm. if I want to have a difficult conversation I'll hide it around humor and so I'm learning how to separate that you know and I did used to have to you know, preface my jokes or like, you know, I didn't mean that, you know, cause my, I have to be honest, my sense of humor is a little dark. So <laughs> I'll make a joke and then be like, Same. that's funny, but yep. that's kind yeah, of mean. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You know, when you've been through some things, you mm-hmm. like, that's just life. You'll be okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, we'll, we'll, we'll get through this. It's fine. Uh, we got through yeah, the rest no, of it. No it's okay. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah you want to drink? You hungry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that cures everything. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Oh, man. I mean, and we were talking about trauma and how everybody has like some kind of trauma during their life. And, you know, I think you bring up a really good point by saying that like the African-American community uses a lot of humor. Like that's how you get through things. Because, I mean, you have overt trauma 
as well as subtle and like, you know, things that, you know, sometimes that you're like, wait a second, what did they just fucking say to me? Like, you know, or you know, things like that, that sort of don't hit you until later or, um, and then being a woman period, that's also a traumatic experience. Yeah. So, you know, I can absolutely see where that would be, you know, as an African-American community to be a large coping mechanism. Uh, oh, absolutely. There's pain every single absolutely. day, every single day. It- it is it is and it's like you know it's so hard because sometimes you feel like you know will we get an answer to certain things you know will things really change or do i just have to learn how to cope you Mm -hmm. know with certain scenarios that are going on and certain things that happen and you know for me you know being a mom of three you Therapy is something that's so important because I never want my children to get desensitized. Like, yeah. you don't have feelings, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't connect with the human side of, you know, yeah. life. Like everything is, just, this is what it is. Oh, well, that's not, you know, about me. I don't care. You know, so it's, it's very tough with social media, with everything going on, because I mean, these kids now, they know more than we do. They're like, Hey, you heard what Biden did? I'm like, what? I was at work. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Our kids are like our two oldest, uh, my son and her daughter are like, they know everything that's going on. Yeah. My daughter teaches me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, where'd you learn that? TikTok. TikTok. I hear that all the time. Oh, mom, I learned this new trick mm-hmm. on how to do nails. And I'm like, who taught you that? They're like, on TikTok. TikTok. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Out phone, one hour a day. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> one hour yeah. a day. So, yeah, but it, it, it's very, you know, as a community, you know, we're, man, when it comes to mental health, I'm just happy that we're starting to talk about yes. it more. You know, people like Taraji P. Henson mm-hmm. and, you know, Viola Davis and, you know, other celebrities even talking about their mental anguish, mm-hmm. you know, because people think, you know, you know, a lot of people think money solves everything. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Right. You know, money doesn't make people love you. Money doesn't make people respect right. you. You know, there are things money just can't buy in life. And, you know, human interaction as much as, you know, I think I think COVID really taught people the importance of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cause we it weren't did. able yes. to interact. We couldn't go anywhere. And we really started realizing like, I need to be around people to some extent. Like I will go right. crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm a hermit, like total introvert. Like I'll, I'll hide out in my house all day long. But, um, co- after they- COVID, I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> I was like, I need to talk to somebody like, that's not a child and doesn't like live in five within five feet of me. <laughs> did um, any other, no. I was just going to ask, did any other uh, members of your family go and seek out any sort of therapy after you were going and having so much success? Yes. So my mom started <gasps> therapy. Whoa. Uh, my brother started therapy. <laughs> yeah. My sister started <laughs> therapy. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. One of my cousins, he recently reached out to me, I think it was like maybe a week ago. And he was like, he went to his doctor and they was like, you know, you know, uh, we could take you off of work, but you know, you might want to, he's like, no, I told my doctor like, no, I'm having issues deeper than work. I need to work on this. And I was like, whoa. So, wow. you know, to see the transition in my family um, and I'm even how we out. interact is starting it's starting to change. Like it's starting to change. Cause we were the type of family, like, you know, I'm mad at you. I'm not talking to you. When you get your mind right, you'll come and talk to me. <laughs> and so to have, you know, one of the elders in my family to say, I apologize. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I didn't intend to, for that to come out that way, or that wasn't my intention. Like, it's huge. It's huge. And, you know, for me, it, I don't, it makes me emotional because I never thought that something as simple as me trying to figure out how to make more money 
yeah. have such a huge impact on my family in a different way. And even right. just my friendships and the people around me, um, even to the point where some of my coworkers was like, hey, who's, you know, what's your therapist name? Or, you know, what are you doing? Because they like, there's no way you're happy here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's amazing. So, oh man. Yeah, it's 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 been an incredible journey. Like just watching my life change. Even my relationship with my children. I, I think one of the most difficult conversations and a lot of adults were shocked, you know, family members, friends, when I told my children, I said, Listen, I sat my children down and I told my children, listen, mommy is going through therapy. Mommy doesn't know the answers to everything. Mm-hmm. I know you probably think I should, but I don't. And I told him there was a lot of things that mommy thought was correct, but it wasn't correct. Yeah. And I apologize to my children Yeah. Wow. because I know sometimes just an apology is like mm-hmm. so powerful, just the acknowledgement. Right. And um, even though my children never just flat out said anything about me or, you know, you just know kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And. From that day forward, me and my children are po- are closer than we've ever, mm. ever been, ever been. So that's beautiful. Um, and I think, <laughs> thank you, know, you. Like it, it really has changed my family a lot, though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Talk about changing like generational ways. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you you made that choice, and you're not only changing your children, the generation below you, but the generation above you too. Like that's just like whoa. That doesn't happen right. all the time. So that's just, that's fantastic that that, that that was such a ripple effect on both ends. Yeah. And, and honestly, I had no idea. You know, some people, they start doing things the right way. And they're like, hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. And then, you know, I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want to be that person. So I would just do subtle things like, hey, you know, I know before I would, you know, entertain that. I don't think that's something that, you know, I want to do anymore or, you know, I'm working on myself in that area. So I don't want to do that. And it started really making people see like, okay, I'm going to have to adjust myself in order to mm-hmm. continue this, you know, even having a conversation with her, you know, it's, I have to change myself or change my approach. And so it just led to some very deep and open conversations. But, you know, I thank you so much because I, like I said, I just had no idea that it would grow, you know, mm-hmm. to this level, you know, as far as reaching my family and friends like that. I just, I didn't know. Well, and so I was like, Hey, I got a book guys. <laughs> let's reach let's, more people. Let's, let's get it out to everybody. Yeah. I just said, uh, that's so incredible. I think that, um, it's really important to hear you say too, that you would like stop and be like, Hey, I know I entertained this before, but I'm not going to anymore. Cause Amy and I talk about a lot, how we have a hard time vocalizing things like that. And so we just sit back and are like, Oh, you know, should I say something? Should I not say something? Like mm-hmm. if I say something, are they going to be mad at me? Is it going to change? You know? So for you to just have that, is that something that you had to find or is that just kind of like you have that in you where you're just like, listen, this is how it is. It's honestly, it's my personality yeah. and, but I'm a softy when it comes to the people that I'm close with. Like I get really emotional about them and, but I had to think like, you know, do I want to just keep this relationship the way it is to appease them and just, or do I want to do the right thing and let them know I love you so much Mm -hmm. that I'm willing to potentially, you know, have a little disagreement just for you to understand, you know, my side, because, you know, I'm not mad if they say, Hey, you know, I don't agree with that. I respect, I'm like, you know what, you're right. You you have the right to feel that way and I respect that. But I, the same way I respect you, I just want you to respect me. And, you know, it, it there was some difficult conversations I had to have with certain people. There are certain people that we don't talk at all because in their mind, oh, sh- she got her book and she got uh, her business. She- so, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she That's just jealousy, though. That's just jealousy, you know, talking and, and them wanting to have what you have. So, but they should be supporting you and proud of you instead. But that's those ones that you can just say, bye. <laughs> right. Out. So, you know, I was like, Hey, it, 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 it took a little work, but it ultimately 
I have I have way more positive feedback than I did negative, mm-hmm. you know, and even some of the negative negativity, they would later come back and be like, you know what? I talked to some other people and they helped me see, you know, your side of things like you wasn't attacking me. And I was like, no, I would never attack yeah. you. I love you. You know, you're my friend or you're, you know, you're my brother, you're my sister. I would never attack you, but I'm trying to change myself. And in order to change me, it's a, I, I explain to people, this is a daily yep. decision. Like yeah. you're having to make decisions numerous times a day. So I told him every time something happens, I'm literally having to retrain my way of thinking by saying, I can't respond like that anymore, or I can't be involved in that. Yeah. You know, anymore. I will support you. I will be there for you. But to get involved like I used to, no. Look at you putting you up know, your boundaries. I, I know. Wow. I'm, I'm like, yes. Take notes. Create I'm boundaries. Like, yeah. like, this is how you do it. I would like that's yeah. just such a good explanation because we tie boundaries all the time, and I have issues. We all do, but that's that's a really perfect example. Of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm retraining my brain. Therefore, I cannot participate in this because that's going to push me back. And then I'm going right. to go back to my old ways. And it's so easy to fall into your old ways. Like, real it, easy. it just takes one situation. Yeah, one comment, one mm-hmm. situation. You're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute what? <laughs> I want to know more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, it, it it was you know again it was hard and I had to challenge myself to be assertive in these certain situations because I know it's like hey Eugenia you know when it comes to these you know particular group of people you kind of let them walk on you you don't let them you know have a, a boundary per se so for me it was just a challenge for myself because I'm like how can I run a business if I can't set clear boundaries with people that are close to me. These are people that I love. So if I can't have difficult conversations with the people that I love, how am I going to have these difficult conversations? How, because these, you know, business relationships, eventually, you know, if everything goes well, they'll be Mm -hmm. long-term. There are going to be more personal interactions. And so it's like learning how to set that boundary early. So you don't have to go back and retrace and like, Hey, wait, wait I think we got off on the wrong foot so that was my mindset like I have to train my way of thinking and train myself not just for now but in the future um and anything I do I'm just so impressed (laughs) with like (laughs) with how you like took it and ran with it like how you took that information from therapy and just ran like implemented it and ran with it because you know, sometimes, you know, I go to therapy and I'm like, Oh, this is great. This is great information. And then I come home and then I'm like, yeah, but that's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And you do, you have those moments. Like I think honestly, I would be so brutally honest with you guys. I think the hardest conversation I had to have was about my love Mm -hmm. life. And Mm -hmm. I had to, you know, for my therapist, like, Hey, this is not normal com- communication between yeah. a couple. You know, this is not how it's supposed to work. You can't carry the weight on your, you know, the world on your shoulders. Like, mm-hmm. you know, y'all should be sharing right. that weight. And that was like, oh my God. Cause it's like, you know, we have a family. So yeah. how am I going to have this conversation? Is this going to be the end of my family? You know, is this going to change my family dynamic? And I just had to trust, you know, the process. And I had to also understand that the person that I'm talking to, they're not healed. So don't be mad at them. You know, it's going to hurt. It is hard. But you're talking to someone that's not in the process of healing. Y'all are kind of speaking two different languages right now. Right. Yeah. Such a good point. Such a good point. Because you can get frustrated and be like, why are you not understanding what I'm saying? And then you're like, wait a minute. Right. Like I've been through doing all of this work and, you know, have spent all this time reflecting and, and I'm finally getting to this point where I say it out loud when I've been like going through all of this for sometimes even weeks, you know, and then it finally comes out and they, you know, can react one way or another. And I know with my husband, he and I have a very, very close relationship. And even the first time that, um, I kind of like spoke up and said, like, 
here's how I would like to argue with you from now on, <laughs> which is like, a, you know, it's like a weird conversation to have, but it's like, instead of using always right. and never, and instead of saying this, I want, you know, can we say, oh, I, you, this is making me feel this way. And he was just like, what? <laughs> He's like, are you, what, what do you mean? That's how you want to argue. What are you talking about? You know? And I was like, no, like if we're having a conversation. So yeah. And he was kind of frustrated with it at first. Cause he's like, I don't know, like, are you saying that I hurt you? Are you saying, you know, the, all of these, these things you have to work through. So it's kind of a, it's a scary thing. It's a real scary thing. It, it really is. It really is. I, I would say one thing tip I picked up and I actually picked it up off of social media. Um, this guy was talking about his, um, his marriage and the tip that I stole from his advice. He was like, when my wife is venting, we came to an agreement. You know, I asked her, because this can change the course of our conversation. Are you looking for a resolution yes. or do you need? Oh. And he was like, asking that question yes. changed their communication. And I was like, somebody oh. got it right. I have goosebumps <laughs> all over my arms. Like that is such a, I, I'm stealing that too. I say that to my, my boyfriend all I the time. It. I say, cause he's a fixer. And I think that sometimes I'm like, that is not how you fix it. Like, I just don't even want, that's not what I wanted. So I say, listen, I don't need a solution. I don't need you to do anything about this, but I have to talk about it. And that makes it so much better because then it's like, I don't have to hear. And, and in that space, of where I'm at and how upset I am. I think it's just dumb, whatever he says in response as a solution. I'm like, that is so dumb. So <laughs> then, like that, that leads to a whole nother argument that didn't need to happen. So, you know, if he's just like, okay, I love you. It's okay. I'll give you a hug. Let me drop you back. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. That's all I want. Yeah, and, and sometimes that's true because there are situations and I've had to have this conversation in my relationship. I'm like, okay, love, everything doesn't require an emotional <laughs> response. Some things just require a solution. <laughs> that's it. You know, that, we don't have to sit down and just, you know, turn on candles and cry together. Like, we don't have to do that. Some stuff requires just a simple solution because he's a yeah. fixer, too. He wants to. It's like, oh, my God, she's angry. Oh, my God. She's, you know, like, what can I do? And it's like, no, you don't, you know, you don't yeah. have to do that. You know, we can just. And so that question, like, just changed. Like, that was our little agreement. Like, hey. I need, we need to go get this notarized. Like, this is our agreement. We need to ask this question. Do you want a resolution or do you want support? Because if I say I just need support, now you know what to do. And now we're not fighting because I think that your brain doesn't work. <laughs> oh, that is so accurate. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, we'll be in an argument, and I'm like, "What? Wait a minute, what is going on? <laughs> Wait, what's like? Are happen? you okay? <laughs> are we in the same yeah, space? Are we here together? Exactly. You are. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. It, who's the star of the show right now? Me or you? I, I lost track. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wow. fabulous. Oh, that's so good. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yes, um, it was so okay, good so, to talk to you. Yeah, but so Amy and I are big. Um, we're big lipstick fans. Big, huge. It's like we always, the- always, always have lips on. Always, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So I Tell just want to hear, like, um, why you're so passionate about, like, you know, the lipstick or- aspect of it. And what? Go ahead. Uh, I just want to know more about it. Like your favorite colors, like which we should yeah. try first. We have to know, we have to know we, about the lipstick. Where do we dive in? Because <laughs> yes. you know that we're going to dive in now. Okay. Um, I would say the reason why lipstick for me, again, I was 26 when I started wearing lipstick. And again, back to the African-American community, there are so many women who feel like certain colors Hmm. don't look good on them because their lips are too cool or they feel like their skin is too dark. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to change the narrative of this. Like you're not too dark. You're, you know, you're not too fair. Cause some women like, Oh my God, I'm so light. This just jumps out at you. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah. Let your lips jump out. That like, I love it. 
So I, lip sync was so important to me because one, I was late to the game. Mm-hmm. Everybody left me out. I didn't know. <laughs> and then two, you know, I wanted to change the narrative around lips because I mean, some people feel like my lips aren't big enough or, you know, my lips are, are too big. And it's like, no, you are beautiful. Like you are beautiful. Like a, a shade of lipstick doesn't determine your beauty. Like you can wear any color you want to, you know, you can, you know, it doesn't matter if it's pink, orange, pink, you know, like it, it doesn't matter. Like lipstick is that final yes. pop that just, it just changes your entire face. It changes your entire look. I don't care how good your foundation is, how beautiful your eyeshadow is, like how long the lashes are. If you don't have that pop of color on those lips, it just doesn't finish it I off agree. well. Agreed. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got two you got two big fans here. And my favorite one. Yes, what's your favorite? Oh, yes. Chili Mob is my favorite. Hate. That's what you said. Um, <laughs> I'm writing these down here. That's that's my favorite. And then I've never worn like out of the you know box color lipstick, but the amethyst so is like a deep purple. Oh, and it's like my favorite one to yeah. wear. And then again, I have fuller lips. Uh, me and two out of three of my children, we have eczema oh, really yeah. bad. So um, when I wear lipstick, I notice with the matte lipsticks, like it literally just drains the mm-hmm. life out of your lips. Like by the end of the day, they're like raisins yes. because <laughs> <laughs> it's dry. it dries your lips out. So I wanted a product that lasted long the color was high pigmented but you didn't have that mm-hmm. cracking like that you know feel drawn together like my lipstick doesn't do that and that was another thing that was very important to me because I'm like you know if someone is in a meeting like you know you're doing your podcast you're talking to people like you don't want to talk and you like <laughs> wait a minute that's <laughs> happening <laughs> yeah like yeah. oh my god so that was that was something important to me so you know, just my story and me just discovering lipsticks and hearing people just complain. I'm like, no, I'm going to change that. No, we're all going to look beautiful. I love that. I love it. And you have on your website, I think it's, forgive me if I get this wrong, but it says a shade for every shade, right? Yes. Shade for all shades. Shade oh, for all shades. Yeah. I love that. Like empowering. And, and I think yeah, there was yeah. like this big, you know, movement of like, no makeup. I'm not wearing makeup anymore. And, you know, I, my kids actually be like, why are you putting on makeup? You're so pretty mommy. And I'm like, it's my self-expression. Like I feel like putting on a color on my lips makes me feel like it gives me more of like a, I'm like, yeah, I can take on today. Like (laughs) exactly, exactly. Because I mean, let's be honest when you look good, you feel good. And that translates into how you just present yourself for the rest of the day, it translates into your your, your yeah. whole outlook, your personality, how you come up. So, you know, sometimes even when I'm, you know, working from home and my kids like, yeah. where are you going? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I just want to put on some makeup. I want to put yeah. on some clothes. I want to feel like I'm still here yes. in, you know, <laughs> in society, yes. you know, and it's just, it's just that, you know? And then, so yeah, I totally get it. Like I'm all for the, you know, fresh face yeah like you don't have to wear makeup every day to be considered beautiful but if you do wear it you know every day that doesn't right. make you less right. beautiful right. either like that is like mm-hmm. expression like lipstick is like mm-hmm. earrings for some people i cannot live without earrings like i was like i think i need to start that next because i cannot live like i feel like oh my god phone wallet what's missing earrings, earrings. yeah that's that's so funny that's sarah and i were earrings lips and lipstick. and earrings, and lips, and nails. We like. I oh, can't. Yeah. I can't go without that either. Like, I could wear sweats as long as I have my lipstick on and some big earrings on. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> makes me so happy. Absolutely, absolutely. When I don't have my nails done, I'm like, oh my god, don't look at <laughs> my hands. And they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, no, please, yeah. don't look at my this hands. is not who I am. <laughs> I'm like, ah. no, I'm like, don't look at me based off of this, please. <laughs> so i totally i totally get it now i cannot leave my house without wearing a tinted gloss or a lipstick and of course you know i wear my brand more now because it's just you know i'm proud of it i love it i stand by it i would never ever 
ever sell anything to someone that I personally don't believe in. And it's not something that's important to me. I would never do that. That's that's awesome. Wow. We'll put the Um, link for sure. We'll definitely put the link and I'm going to buy that chili mauve and, and maybe I'm going to give the amethyst a little look, second look. Cause I looked at that too. I was like, Oh, that's pretty. I promise you're going to yeah. love it. I and promise. See, I just put whatever lipstick on too. Cause I'm like glow in the dark white. <laughs> so I like, <laughs> this is like necessary for me to like show up in pictures. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I cannot. I'm like all excited about all the different shades. I was like, oh, I want them all. So yeah, I'm excited. I love it. I I, honestly, this, like, you guys are hilarious. Like, y'all are so personal. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. I don't even feel like I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. no, no. It's pretty laid back. We are definitely going to have to hang out again and do something else together. Yes. Absolutely. I think the only thing we were missing was like, yeah. oh, so So you can find Therapy Change My Business on Amazon. Is there anywhere else that we can find your book? Um, as of right now, it is on Amazon. I'm in the process of getting it on my website. But right now, if you want to buy the book, on it Amazon. will be on okay. Amazon. Okay, awesome. And then when you get it on your website, because it'll do better for you coming from there, I'm sure, you'll get a, get us the link and we'll switch it out in the show notes so people can find it easily. But we'll we'll link the book Absolutely. for you and you can learn more about Eugenia's journey through her um, therapy and how it changed her business. And from what we've learned, her life and the lives of, lives those of around people her. around you. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's just unbelievable. So incredible. so incredible and so powerful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to link your um, you. Diamonds Thank Glaze you. website as well so that if you are a, a lippy, I don't know, try to think <laughs> Lip head. I don't know. What do we call? What are we gonna call these? It's fine. Lippy's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Glazers. Glazers. Yes, your glazers. Oh, I love it. So become a glazer. Go to Diamonds Glaze. It's D Y M A N Z um, G L A Z E dot com. Diamonds Glaze, and we'll put that in the show notes too. And then you know what? You guys should um, put up a picture on social media. Tag Eugenia. Tag Unqualified Therapist. And, uh, you know, put a little hashtag of uh, I'm a Glazer. We will repost you. Yeah, we'll repost you. Uh, Yes, certainly. I will repost you. I'm like, Glazer. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us, Eugenia. No, thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. Thank you. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go.